resistance, burnout, procrastination, sleepless nights, stress, and painful hard work. Fatigued from running on the high achiever hamster wheel? This is the Bold Leadership Revolution, where we develop high-performing leaders to live, thrive, and lead bold and smart, not hard. Here is your host, Tara Newman. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's Behind the Scenes of the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. We are doing part two today, and we are talking all about fear. We're talking about all the fears that I've experienced during this process. We're going to talk about how you can move through your fear more quickly. We're also going to be talking about the importance of energy and the importance of getting in the zone as well as looking at you know how and where I've been focusing my time over the last few weeks and the trade-offs that I've had to make in my schedule to allow me to do that. So if you are coming on, just say, hey, let me know. Even if you are chiming in on the replay, give a shout out, say hello, ask your questions. I can read questions and speak at the same time. It's a skill that I have learned doing many Facebook Lives. So feel free to just chime in with comments and any questions. A little behind the scenes personal stuff. This has been quite weak over here at Bold Leadership Revolution headquarters. My daughter has been ill. I have been doing the 24-7 nurse duty and I'm exhausted. Uh, you may hear some noise in the background. My husband is home co-working with me so we can both trade off taking care of my daughter who has pneumonia. So that was why we postponed the Facebook Live from yesterday to today because it allowed me to have time to go take her to that doctor, get a chest x-ray done, find out that she had pneumonia, which stinks. Also, I am preparing. Tomorrow is my very first CrossFit competition. I'm super pumped about it. It's called Flex on the Beach and it's taking place in Long Beach, Long Island. And I have been trying to rest up this week. So I have in full capacity for my competition tomorrow because my shoulder is bothering me and I have developed a tennis elbow from CrossFit. So it has been a messy, messy week over here. So I have notes because there's a good chance I'll forget what I'm meant to say. Uh, and I don't want to forget anything. So as you come on, just say, hey, we're going to get started. And I want to just say that I'll give you my bias on fear. I am not a fearless human. I actually don't think any humans are particularly fearless. I think we are all meant to experience fear in one form or another, and that the goal is not to be fearless. The goal is to be courageous. And I've pretty much spent my entire life making the majority of my decisions, major life decisions from a place of fear. And something, you know, cultivating courage has been something that I've had to be very conscious about on an every day basis. It's something I practice every day. You know, back when I started working with a coach before I started my business in 2014, it occurred to me that I had a little bit of a problem. I had a lot of fear, but I had no idea what those fears even were. I couldn't name them. I couldn't really allow myself to feel them. I was too fearful to even express or acknowledge or create any kind of awareness around my fears. But once I did, that was kind of like the thing that cracked everything open for me. Once I was able to see what those fears were, to experience them, to feel them, to move through them, really allowed me to start 
taking action in a big way toward my dreams and toward my vision and toward the things that I desire most in my life. So spending some time talking about fear, although it might be scary or uncomfortable or shameful or vulnerable is super important, especially when you are going through process of setting and achieving some big goals for yourself, whether they're personal or professional. So like I said, my daily practice has been to cultivate courage and courage for me means the ability to feel your fears and choose truth and faith and trust anyway. And John Wayne has a great quote. He said, courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway, right? Being scared to death and saddling up anyway. So feeling the fear, knowing that it's there and being able to train yourself to choose trust and faith and truth over that fear. So what I've learned from observing and being a high achieving, ambitious person is that we tend to feel fear the most because we are really leaning into our edge. We're really pushing ourselves to step out of the boundaries of our comfort zone and take risks really and step into that place of uncertainty and change more frequently than someone who might be less ambitious or is okay with the status quo. And that, you know, living unapologetically ambitious isn't for everyone. And that's okay. But for those of us who choose to do that, we tend to face a little more fear, I think, than most people. So in the last behind the scenes, I shared that I gave myself a really generous timeline for this podcast. I said, you know, I didn't want to execute in haste. I wanted to sink into this. I wanted to be really intentional. I wanted to take into account that it was summertime, that I was going to be on vacation, that my kids were going to be out of school. Shit happens, right? And I wanted to give myself enough time to work through any kind of fear, resistance, or limiting stories and beliefs that I came up with and allow myself the time to integrate into this new role as a podcaster. I wanted to allow myself the time to really ground into who I was becoming and who I was stepping into and who I wanted to show up as. And that does take some time. And I think that we make a big mistake, probably hear my daughter coughing in the background. I think it's a big mistake to rush through things and just think that you're going to speed over it or blip over it or fake it till you can make it because that really doesn't work. That really creates a lot of feelings of misalignment or incongruence that leads us to feeling kind of fraudy and like we're not good enough, right? So spending some time actually working through whatever your fear is, is a really relevant step in the process. And it doesn't matter how long it takes you. For me, this time around, it took me about a week to move through it very quickly. I think it only probably took me a week in this case because... This is a daily practice. I've been working on this for, for years and just building that muscle of moving through fear allowed me to move through it way more quickly than even I expected. So I want to just kind of share some of the fears, just a few. I had a really long list of them because the first step in my process is always to just write them out, right? To get them out of my head and to write them down on paper so I can see them in real life and review them. And I make it like a journaling experience or some kind of writing exercise where I can really get them out of me. And usually what happens is when I do that, there's always like maybe 80% of these fears that once they're on paper, they're so ludicrous that you don't even have to attend to them. They're just like, oh, Tara, that is so ridiculous. Just wipe that one away. That's just silly talk, right? Because 
that's a lot of our fear is just silly. It's there. The ego has it there for a purpose. The ego has it there to keep us playing small and to, you know, really fill our heads with those bullshit stories so that they become loud enough that it drowns out what our heart really wants and what our soul really wants. And that's the purpose of the ego is to protect us and to keep us safe and, you know, to keep us in a box and not really let us step out of that. So makes up some silly stories. And sometimes when you just see them on paper, you're able to dismiss them and let them go right away. But some of the other ones really stick around for a bit. And some of my fears that came up, and I'm going to read them right off the page are, you know, what if nobody sees this content? What if nobody sees this podcast content as valuable? Like, what if I'm just useless and nobody wants to hear from me and nobody's interested in what I have to say? And what if I lose motivation for the podcast? Like, this is something that's super exciting to me right now and that I have a lot of motivation for. But like, what if I lose motivation and then I become inconsistent in podcasting and then it starts to feel hard and draining and heavy? And that's certainly not the way I want this experience to feel at all. And that's not the energy that I want to bring to this experience for my audience. The tech stuff, right? I had a lot of fear around the tech stuff that it'll overwhelm me and I'll get stuck in tech hell because I'm, I'm good at the tech stuff, but I don't love it. And some of the stuff that gets really, really techy really starts to like boggle my mind, right? So like, what if I get stuck in tech hell? The other one was that, you know, the whole purpose of this podcast is to meet new and interesting people, to really engage my audience and to really build an intimate relationship with them where I'm, where I'm in their ears, where we're talking and we're engaging around this dynamic leadership content and for business leaders, for entrepreneurs, for executives, for athletes, you know, whoever's going to be tuning into this podcast. It's for the purpose of engagement. And what happens if so many people start reaching out to me, which is what I want want, right? So many people start reaching out to me and then I start feeling overwhelmed from people being in my inbox or tagging me on social media. And then I get really overwhelmed. So those are some of my bigger fears. And you'll notice that they kind of swing from the fear of failure. What if nobody sees my content as valuable? What if this fails? To what if this really succeeds? Then what? And then I get overwhelmed. Like Then what would happen? So the process that I use to move through my fear is I should say that my goal is always to have an intimate relationship with it, to have an intimate relationship with my fear and not to push it away and not to make it bad or wrong or mean something negative, but to really embrace it with an open mind, a beginner's mind, and to be radically curious about what it's here to teach me. So with that, I tend to, like I said, write all my fears out on paper. And then I have to look at how are these fears serving me because, or beliefs or stories, right? Whatever you want to call them, you know, how are they serving you? Because people are so quick to say, oh, well, they're not serving me. And the reality is, is they are, they're there for a reason. They're there to protect you in some way. What is that way? What is the way that they're protecting you? You know, what is the deeper thing that's going on? What are the negative consequences to you moving through this fear? And the other thing is to once I wrote them all out and once I really looked at them and really kind of thought about them and got curious about them was to, and to feel them, right? To feel them. So the next step was to fight back in a way or to go back at it with truth. What is the truth here? And there's a deeper truth for each one of the fears that I had. What if nobody sees the content is valuable? I know the content's valuable. People reach out to me all the time and tell me my content is valuable. I send out an email and I get a bunch of responses about, you know, this was great content or I do a live and people reach out. So 
I know my content is valuable. And the funny thing is, is that the week that I sat down to deal with these fears was probably a week that I got the most responses to a particular piece of content saying how much it resonated with people. So proof right there that, you know, the truth is people do see my content as valuable and then reframe the fear. So, you know, my reframe is people reach out to me all the time telling me my content is valuable. Of course, of course it's going to succeed. Or the other one that I had was the tech stuff was going to overwhelm me and I would get stuck in tech hell. That was one of my fears. And, you know, what is the truth there? Because the truth is, is that I have a team. They handle the tech stuff. I don't even have to handle the tech stuff if I don't want. You know, I like to play around with it sometimes to learn it so I can then delegate it because I think that's a super important part of delegating. But the reality is, is I won't get stuck in tech hell because I've got a team handling it. I don't need to know how to edit the podcast. I've got someone editing the podcast for me. Hey, Joanne. Oh, thank you, Joanne. Joanne Joanne is so sweet. And thank you, Joanne, for reaching out to me yesterday. I got your email and asking about my daughter. Thank you. Hey, Susan. Oh, I'm glad you can make it too. So those were some of the fears that I had and the steps that I go about handling them. And I'll just quickly recap because when people join, but you know, my goal is to have an intimate relationship with my fear, to be deeply curious, radically curious about it, to look at it from a beginner's mind and open mind to really sit down with it and allow myself to feel it and not run from it and to really embrace it. And then to look at how this fear actually serves me and to fight back with truth, right? To look at the truth behind these things. And like I was saying, you know, one of my fears was about technology and being stuck in tech hell, but I have a team to handle that. So that won't happen. And that's the truth. And then reframing it and saying, you know, I, my tech is handled, right? That's the truth. And then you have to commit to leading from the truth. You can't get then stuck back into this fear or this, you know, this wonderful acronym that people have for fear that says false evidence appearing real. You could probably hear my daughter coughing you know, you have to commit to leading with the truth and approach all challenges from a place of flow and energy that truly embodies your desires. That's like to put the cap on it, right? That we need to really go out there and lead from a place of flow and energy that truly embodies our desires. And I have this tremendous desire to serve on a greater level, to get my content out there that I know will help people on a greater level, to provide this free resources and tools to whoever needs them, right? And have them be able to access it in this way in audio form, which I know is how my people really love to consume their content is via audio. And so that is, that's the desire that I need to embody in this entire process of creating this podcast. And the one thing that will save you every time when it comes to fear is to have a clear vision to have a crystal clear vision for what you're embarking on in any moment. And you can have a vision for anything. You can have a vision for your overall business. You can have a vision for certain aspects of your business, how you want to be with your team, how you want to make money, how you want to be in your business on a weekly basis, right? So I have a vision for my podcast and being able to come back to that vision every single day, it's up on my wall. So every day that I sit down to work, I see my vision in front of me is really what allows me to step through that fear very quickly. And it allows me to move through it to the place of where I truly want to be leaning from. And if you really want to take 
managing and moving through fear to, to the next level, you have to practice doing something scary every day. You have to allow yourself to be uncomfortable every single day. And that doesn't have to be just in your business, right? So for me, a great example for me is CrossFit. CrossFit makes me really uncomfortable. It pushes me outside my comfort zone. It gets me leaning into my edge every single day that I do it. And that's really the benefit to me of CrossFit. And it also allows me to confront my fears. It's very confronting and allows me to confront my fears every day and move them through my body in a very physical way. Physically moving fear through your body is hugely beneficial. And this doesn't mean that it's only about CrossFit. I mean, you can get this from yoga. You can get this from running. I did one. I went down, I went to a water park with my family a few years ago and I went down a really scary water slide. And what happened after going down that really scary water slide really catapulted and shifted things for me in my business. I actually got off the water slide soaking wet and picked up my phone and started taking action that I was resisting for a really long time. So it doesn't even have to be businessy things that get you uncomfortable. It could be life things that get you uncomfortable. It could be having a tough conversation with somebody, right? And building that resistance resilience, that courage muscle and that resilience to your fear. So next thing I want to talk about is just the importance of energy, which is sort of related to fear and talking about like getting in the zone and how I get in the zone because your energy is your most competitive advantage, right? Like nobody can replicate your energy. You can have the same business idea. You can have the same messaging, but nobody can replicate your energy. That is your seek. That's truly your secret sauce. So if that's your most competitive advantage, you have to do everything in your power. Your job is to protect your energy and to cultivate your energy and really be mindful of the come from, like where your message is coming from and where you're taking action from. Are you taking an action from a place of wholeness? Are you taking action from a place of fear? Are you taking action from a place of confidence? Or are you taking action from a place of a place of uncertainty? Are you taking action from a place of scarcity? Or are you taking action from a place of abundance? And these things matter greatly in your business. And so for me, going into this podcast, creating content that's going to be shared and consumed by others and to create this amazing user experience that I want to create, it starts with my energy and it starts with where I'm coming from and how I'm delivering what I'm delivering. So it really took me a little bit to just make some tweaks. I mean, this is nothing new to how I operate, but... I really wanted to get this. This is the work, right? Like when you're not sure what work you need to do, this is the work really managing your energy in that sense. So I wanted to get really clear on what that was going to look like for me, how I got into flow, because it can take you when you're in flow, it could take you a quarter of the time to execute on something that it would take you if you're forcing it or pushing it. So really connecting with that that pull feeling where you're being pulled into something rather than having to push and force your way into something. It's the difference between allowing something to come to you and happen versus really having to force it and make it happen. So for me, really being able to step into my most creative and generous energy required some thought because I wanted to be able to do this on demand, right? To be able to create this content and to deliver the podcast. And so I had to really get really present to what this meant for me. And so what this meant for me was that I got a really great night's sleep, that I made sure that I was moving and getting exercise in, that I was hydrated, that I was eating well. You know, these are just like that basic foundation 
of getting into flow for me and you. Then for me, like how I like to show up and create, you know, I love slogging along in my Lululemons and a ponytail. But the reality is, is that I'm much more productive when I'm dressed, when I'm showered, when my hair is done, when I have makeup on and when I'm feeling really good about myself. It's not a matter of anything other than how I feel at my best. You may feel at your best in your sweatpants and your ponytail. But for me, I need to be making sure on the days that I'm creating an inflow and podcasting that you know, I've done these things that I haven't slacked off on putting myself together in the morning. And, you know, the other thing is, is having a clean and beautiful space to work in that really motivates me to have a clean and beautiful space to show up in having time and space in my calendar to sit down and journal and to meditate and to slow down. For me, creation does not come when I'm feeling rushed or frantic or frenzied. Creative, my creative flow comes when I'm feeling really connected to my higher self and to the universe and to a place of abundance. And so I need to really create that space. Also, coffee helps as well as I like to diffuse essential oils to really kind of activate my sense of smell and all my senses, right? So that's when you look at this, this is like a full sensory experience. So, you know, diffusing oils and maybe having a cup of coffee and being freshly showered and maybe listening to some music or some podcasts to really get me inspired and going. And then for me, I'm a Reiki practitioner. So Reiki always helps me get into the flow and get my energy kind of steady and stable and humming along. So for me, those are, those are the things that get me into the flow. It's the importance of why we should be managing our energy. It's critical. And if you're not sure where to begin with finding out how you get into flow, pop some questions into this live and I can certainly come back and help you out with figuring that out. And then the last thing I just wanted to talk about was how and where I focused my time and attention. And this was really inspired by a question from Christy Hansvik from Admin Ease. And Admin Ease, Christy runs a VA agency. So if you anybody out there needs a VA, contact Christy Hansvik at Admin Ease. And she asked, she said, how do bold leaders structure their days and their weeks? And how I structure my day and my week really sheds a lot of light on where I'm focusing my time and attention. And the short answer to Christy's question is how to structure the day and the week is very intentionally, like really consciously, intentionally and present to what your goals are and what it is that you're looking to achieve. Now, I always start out and my clients always start out with an ideal weekly schedule like a template of their week that is the ideal in utopia, the perfect situation. And it's not that we reach that every week, but how can we get as close as we can? And it's basically your vision for your week, how you want to spend your time each week. What days do you want to work on? What days are you going to take calls and clients and meetings and all those things? So when do you want to do your self-care? When are you going to be doing your sales activity? When are you going to be working on your marketing and meeting with your team and spending time with your family, right? Like we've got so many moving parts as business owners and as leaders. And, you know, if we want to, so many people, whether you believe balance exists or not, right? So many people are curious as to how they can achieve either greater balance or better work-life integration or whatever you want to call it. And it really starts with your ideal weekly schedule. And so I had to get 
really clear to make sure that my ideal weekly schedule reflected the change in my business and that now I'm podcasting. So I had to go back and review it and make sure that I had my time blocked out accordingly and properly. I also had to keep a list of the things that I was saying no to or not right now to during this time where I was in deep creation mode and I was hyper-focused on getting this goal achieved. And there were a lot more things than I could even think of that I was saying no to or not right now to and being really intentional with my time. Like my mom would call and she'd be like, Hey, like, do you have time to go for lunch today? And like, normally I would, I got to eat anyway. Like I would go out for lunch with my mom. And during the podcast creation time, I was like, you know what? Can we do it on a weekend? So instead of me, you know, taking the 15, 20 minutes to drive to meet my mom, have lunch with my mom, chit chat, drive back and really kind of get pulled out of my zone by meeting my mom for lunch, which might normally be okay on a normal workday. I chose to say no to things even like that. So, and, you know, just finding another time in my schedule when I was going to have social time. So getting really intentional about that. I got really intentional about my social media. I went in and even though I had notifications turned off in a lot of groups, I chose to unfollow groups because it stopped them from showing up in my timeline. Or I actually went into my phone and I removed apps from my phone so I wasn't distracted by those things. And I left it in do not disturb or airplane mode when I was working, right? So these are some of the things that I was doing very intentionally so that my time and attention got focused on what mattered the most. And that was the podcast. So. This is going to, I'm going to wrap up because I've been going for about 30 minutes. I'm going to wrap up. I don't want to take up any more of your time. But if you're watching this on the replay and you have questions, please pop them in to the comment section. I would love to hear from you and hear what you think about the things we talked about today. How do you work through your fear the best? Join the conversation. And I will be back next week with the probably the last installment of the behind the scenes before we go live with the podcast, which is on or about, I'm saying on or about September 26th was the date. I will say that because my daughter was ill this week, I lost a ton of time in doing some of the things that I was hoping to do. And I may be pushing that back a week. And I get to decide that because I'm in charge. Yay! Right? The perks of being your own boss. So drop me any comments, ask me any questions, reach out. Thanks for joining me and have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. This episode has ended, but our work continues online. Head over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com where you'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's episode, along with other valuable tips and information that will help you lead bold. That's theboldleadershiprevolution.com.